Why are friendships so important? How do you navigate casual dating after years of being in serious relationships? Also, what is a sex coach? This is basically life, looking at how folks are sexing, loving, and living. And I'm your host, Tiff Muga. Hi, my name is Khotatso, and um, I am a black queer woman living a loving life right now. That's Khotatso, pronouns she, her. Tatsu is an African queer woman who is all about educating and sensitizing people in hopes of empowering them. She spends most of her time helping orgs become more equitable and sensitive to gender and sexuality issues. Obviously, the honey has range and is an economics honors graduate, an internationally certified sex coach, BDSM practitioner, writer, consultant, and organizer. Tatsu's favorite form of protest is the unapologetic pursuit of love, joy and pleasure in everything that's it's okay we'll have our beef later but for now first questions first on the podcast are you good i am good right now today this week yeah i've been good i've been been good good. yeah because it's it's been a time like it's why is life a time because life is life tiffany Life just does its own thing and then you have to like roll with the tide. You have to swim with the waves and try to extract some joy and pleasure in the process of doing so. While we continue to exist and pay taxes. That's a mess. That's a mess. But, because speaking of life and rolling with the tides and, you know, you came in, right, and we're having a bit of chat and you were telling me how... You went on a date. So we're going on a date after this, yes. which I'm very excited for. <laughs> like, guys, friendship dates are the one. Also, we, you and me have to sit and, like, when we go to Bobo's, have a conversation about platonic intimacy. Because that's something I've, like, I've been thinking about a lot. Yeah. Right? Platonic intimacy is a real thing. It's so funny you say that because, um, especially, like, you know, when you start a new year and a new chapter, there's, like, epiphanies and there's changes that you want to make. And I realized that, like, um, because I'm single now, right, and I've been dating, I'm like, you know what, actually, it's not that I don't want or crave romance anymore, but I'm craving more from my friends. I'm just, like, in awe of how consistent they've been in my life and how supportive they are. And I just want to, like, shower more into that, you know. So that's something that's been on my mind quite a lot. And I've been spending a lot of time with my friends. Okay, okay. So I was going to ask you what dating's been like, right? So, but first, let's actually go back to, like, the showering more into your friend because every the whole time I've known you like I think we've always interacted around your engagement around your partners I, th- I think the first no the first one of the first romantic conversations we ever had is how you are a really great secondary and you just want to be a second wife yes <laughs> yep well if I wanted to be a second wife in that relationship yeah oh, no, no. <laughs> So like I'm trying to be a second wife in that one, but like now you're like leaning more into your like what's that been like like leaning more into your friends? Um, okay, so I'm fresh out of uh, a long term relationship, you know. And so when you're you know when you're reflecting and you're just like, oh man, it's uh, I invested so much time in this relationship. What about like when am I gonna have like a love that stays and all of those things, right? And then when I looked around, and I'm like the people who've been consistent and who have been around are my people, my friends. So it's a lie. I'm lying to myself when I say, I don't have a love that stays. You do that have a love that true. stays. That is not true, yes. And some of my friends um, 
we it's not strictly uh, platonic, you know. We I guess the conventional term is what friends with benefits, you know. And I, I'm hosting the King Party in two weeks' time. So excited for just, that! Just just to Dying. even have a number of people that I trust with my body, my intimacy, my vulnerability, to even be able to invite a couple of people into that space and share that with them. Mm-hmm. I consider myself privileged. I have remarkable, remarkable people and friends in my life. And I want to really like, I have, I'm not, I, I won't say that I, I neglected my friendships or that I prioritize romantic relationships over platonic ones, but I don't think I've explored my fullest potential of the kind of friend I can be. And like, I'm feeling so intentional about doing that right now. Cause I can see how you, because the way you love is very intentional, right? Like the way you have romantically loved. And, I've, and I, lo- I, I feel like I'm just going to keep saying this. I've watched <laughs> you over there, yes. Okay. <laughs> so like, and I've seen how powerfully you've loved in romantic spaces. So like you entering this new phase where you are loving that extent romantically. Because we do put a lot into our friendships, but we don't put as like an intentional amount right like so you hear about like people being like oh we're gonna go on dates Mm -hmm. like you know this dude's not taking me on dates or this woman's not taking me on dates or this person but like with your friends you're like oh let's hang out but like what does it look like to like date and love and engage your friends are you like in that space now yeah and more importantly i think before we i get to that it's also like being intentional about the kind of support so um, a couple of friends of mine and myself, you know, we have our own mental health challenges and struggles, right? And the funny thing is uh, we also have very similar ways that we deal with them. When you're not feeling great, the default thing to do is to isolate yourself, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I'm trying to kind of like ruffle the feathers there and be like, how about we try something different? Like if you're not feeling great... Like, let's see if having me in your space, having me do the dishes and do the chores, if that doesn't make you feel a little bit better, a little bit quicker. I'm not there with a magic wand to make your problems go yeah, away. Yeah, it's not bippity-boppity. No. There's your mental health. Right? But we we have years of experience of what this isolation can and can't do. Mm-hmm. In my case, it can get really dangerous if I do it for too long. So you've got people who already know you and love you at your worst. Is there a way that I can be of a better support to my friends in those times, right? And then also on the flip side, like I said, life is life and does its thing. We Comes at you sideways sometimes. We have to be intentional about, um, I even sometimes use the word manufacture your own joy, Ooh. right? Like Ooh. you have to be intentional about it. If you're going to wait for life to give you those small graces every time, you might have be waiting for, for long periods in between the, the tears, you know? So sometimes you have to wake up and say... I want to experience joy today. And I want to do more of that with my friends. We have so many things in common. We love traveling. Uh, We've creative minds. Uh, We love working together, love birthing visions. And it's like, why can't we do this shit together? It's because you're supposed to be building with your partner. Like, I'm actually going to be really cheeky and check that it's recording. Because if I'm missing all this. Okay, yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Yay, yay for us. Okay. So, no, we, I think... Yeah, we're definitely going to double back and have a whole platonic intimacy thing once you land in that and, like, you do the things. Because I want all the examples, all the vibes, but I brought you here to talk about your dating life. Cool. What has that (laughs) been like? Because now you said you transitioned out of the big relationship. And because, you know, I follow you on the gram and on the places where you're, like, 
you are now dating casually, which is something you haven't done that much, right? In a long time. In a long time. <laughs> because you are in a you are in it. You're like, look, I'm looking at this person and I'm like, I can be a second wife, I can be a primary partner, I can be a this, I can be a that. You have not dated. What has casually dating been like? Because you are also a black queer woman yeah. in the cup. Yeah. In the cup, my G, in the colony. Jesus of Nazareth. This is also why I'm moving. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. You might have a little bit to do with it, but yeah. Um, um, look, it's a very recent thing. Like, I think six weeks since I've, like, put myself out there. Ooh. Like, last year, I started going back to um, the dating apps. I did meet someone, um, and then I thought I was ready for another serious relationship. I saw that there was there was nails being done. Yeah, I was being courted. You were being courted the by fuck. another non-monogamous person, and it was it felt comfortable. It did. It, it felt it looked comfortable. comfortable. I got along with the ex-wife and baby mama. The baby loved me. You were you were ready to be in a whole other you me her situation. So I just recently watched all five seasons. <laughs> By season three, I was hate watching. I was just like, God damn it. Why am I still here? Why am I still here? But I could not stop. So you were ready to be in a, like, and I'm going, yeah. Like, so you were ready to be in a whole. Ready not, is a different, is a, you know, I thought I was ready. Okay. Because right. it felt so familiar from what, what, what I was coming from. Mm-hmm. And this, um, this woman was so intentional, you know. Because we love them intentional, and though, don't we? it was very refreshing. I didn't have to earn or audition or whatever. It was very much like, I want you, and let me show you that if we do this, it's the kind of life that we're going. you're going to be signing up for. Kind okay. Of so very intentional that, like, I'm quoting you here. Like, if you say you're game, we might be planning to get married in the next couple of months type of thing. Do you know what Woo! I mean? She was that intentional. Very intentional. And it was so refreshing and was so lovely, but um, I didn't want to time and police my healing from my last relationship. And normally, like I, I always just say, I was even breaking my own rules there because normally I spend quite some time in between relationships, you know? Like single, yes. rebuilding. Yes. Re- oh, congratulations. Yes. You are one of very few. <laughs> well, Myself this, included. <laughs> this time... <laughs> This time I was like, let's try something new. Let's see. Maybe I am ready, you know, you know, and um, the challenge was that um, I was still um, aching and healing from my last relationship because mm-hmm. I was I was pretty hurt in that last relationship, you know, and I also felt like I wanted to give myself a chance to figure out what does Tatsu want now? Oh, is it the same things that she wanted five, six years ago? Is it the same things she wanted a year ago, right? Now I have an opportunity to change my mind about certain things if I want to. Now I don't have to make certain compromises that I was making before. Mm-hmm. Am I, do I still want to be in a situation where I make those compromises? Do I um, want to offer other parts of myself into a, a, a partnership that next time I get into one? So I wanted to give myself that grace and that room. So unfortunately, I had to be the asshole and break break that courtship off yeah and be like what i'm not ready for is a serious relationship how long was the courtship i uh, four months four months but you know with with the queers four months might as well be like four years might as well be four decades i mean Shit, can, can, can i indulge you a little bit there i Do it. had renovated the kitchen she had built me a pool outside her, her what? yard like so it, yeah it was really quick Met the renovated parents, all of the kitchen yeah a kitchen was renovated. Yes, because I was is supposed to. Queer this things. lease that I'm coming out of now, yeah. I was supposed to be like 
moving in there and you do love you a good cooking thing a good is that what that was about she she took really good care of me i don't want to lie i I mean she was like a step away from putting my toothpaste on my toothbrush for me like fam you were catered to yeah wow you met the parents even because the fact that you met a child is a big is deal. Huge. Big deal. Like big deal. Loved the ex-wife. The, you so met an ex-wife. Cute. I remember the 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 hand photos. Yeah, we're doing like, from manicures. Yeah, I need to stop following you that closely on the social media and just slide in and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Okay. <laughs> so so you broke that off and then you started with the that's when you were like, okay, did you take a pause after that or did you just Jump straight into casual um, dating. I took a pause because I, I was in hospital for two weeks, so that was my pause. Oh, okay, <laughs> yes. that's that's always. And then a when way I when pause. I came out, I was also like, you know what? So on the similar wavelength of uh, wanting to explore friendships and other forms of connecting with people, mm-hmm. I'm not on the on the socials to necessarily meet. Excuse me, somebody I could potentially fall in love with, or someone I could have sex with, or I just really want to meet people. Because what what I re- what I learned through my non-monogamy is that different people make me experience myself differently. Oh, you know. Ooh. So I was like, but that is big fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy that. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, swipe right. This okay. F- of course, I find them attractive. The chats are great. This is somebody that I th- I think I would be able to chill with for a couple of hours, having good conversation. Mm-hmm. You know. And that first Tinder date went. To Burgos where we're going today mm-hmm. and we sat for three four hours talking having big fat chats and yes there was flirting there but it's not like i don't think i'm gonna date them and put it that way okay right? all right but we continue to hang out and this is like somebody i enjoy like it's a new i've made a new friend essentially you, you made me what i'm trying okay. to say yes yes and i'm like this is what I, this is what i want to do because um before i would be able to go out to events and do stuff and meet people organically that way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I don't want to limit what uh, kind, kinds of connections I'm going to be able to find through, it just so happens I'm using a dating app. Okay. Right? And obviously then it just means I have to be more um, intentional okay. when I communicate about what I can do, what I can give, my limits, my boundaries and all of those things. Right? Okay. But otherwise it's been really, really fun. I've had... Quite a, a good success rate on Tinder. I don't want to lie. No, no, no. Because you are you are a baddie. Like so, I was um. So I have a rotation. I will explain that at some point when we go to Bogos. And one of the people in the rotation, I was telling them that I'm meeting you, and they're like, and I'm like, yo, you you find this you find this honey hot, right? Because also, guys, sometimes people are full of nonsense, and they're like. In true their nonsense, I was like, send a photo. And I did. I'm sorry, I should have asked consent. Oh my God, now I'm that terrible person who's like screenshotting things. And they were like, yeah, no, this one is a bad... So I can see how you would have a great success rate, right? So we are going to have to have to ask the questions, right? The sex. in the Don't give me eyebrows. You know I'm your mother. Don't give me eyebrows. Respect me, please. Looking me dead in the face. This child. Jesus. But like the sex in the casuals, how's it been? How's it been? Because now, again, I follow you way too hard on the socials. (laughs) And you were talking about how, you know, you just a little bit of casual sex. It doesn't have to last too long. What has it been like? Tell us, my baby. Um, Initially, I think when I first got out of my long-term relationship, it was kind of like 
strange putting myself out there again you know when your, your body's so used to because yes we were non-monogamous but i wasn't really dating other people without, mm. like, especially towards the end of our relationship mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so it's like oh new hands are touching me you know like who's obvious do you get what i'm trying to say so that was that was something to quite like i had to navigate um i've had uh two partners um this this year so far Mm -hmm. and what's interesting is like back, back to that whole thing of like experiencing myself differently with different people like I'm not going in there thinking this is how the sex has to look like or feel like, you know, and I'm really being like organic and meeting the person who they are and what they bring out of me. Mm-hmm. And it's been fire, fire and waterfalls. My laundry bill is terrible. Oh, <laughs> baby. Okay. I, yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't done this much laundry in a very long time. It's been fire. So like when it's linen, when it comes to, linen. when it comes to linen. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Is it is it like the so it's the ability to explore, like the way you were saying, people bring out different sides of you. Has it been an exploration of that, like an extension of that, but like with sex? Yes, and also like um, I mean, I I really enjoy pleasing. So that, God bless. And that's the, so okay. So obviously, um, you know, if you're listening to this episode, there will be a photo of Hotato, right? And you you do represent very femi. So like I a am. lot of you are high femme. Like, I was, you see, I was trying to be like calm about it. You are seriously high femme. God bless. Like out here serving me lipstick. Your nails are doing a thing. Don't worry about it. Your nails match your top. Yeah. Well, I was supposed to wear a green dress, but the weather. You so see, this you, is the next space. Do you see? Do you see the fact that this is a conversation? But like, the, so you, so you like pleasing. So looking at you, there's gonna be somebody who now opens up the app and is like, how? Oh, Okay, I've looked at the photo and you just said this. So you've been able to explore that or yes. Ooh. Yes. And I've been I've been very deliberate in choosing um I guess people call them verse. Verse. Women, ah, okay. You know? Um and even like verse men. <gasps> Wait. You know? What? Yes. Men? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> You know what, bon chance. Take a sip of your wine because I have had you speaking. You haven't even had a chance to sip the wine while I sit here and be like, even the verses, men. Where did you even find a verse, man? Even in the year of our COVID, of our Marion 2022, like, I have not heard of people, like, finding proper verse men. You've been finding verse men? Um, because I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not good at, but it's, I'm not, it's not, oh, how do I phrase this? Be messy. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to go out there and look for a guy. And it's also not something that comes to the fore of my mind. Mm-hmm. There's a, a lot of women in my, in my head. <laughs> so a lot of women in your head. <laughs> so um, it's people that I've known okay. that have been in my life for quite a while. Speaking back to the thing of like having those networks, having yes. those spaces, having those yes. intimacies. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you're single now. Hey. Would you like to play? Oh, and I'm just like, why not? <laughs> Actually, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, really excited about how uh, my sexual expression is expanding and evolving in in that regard. Okay, you know, because I've I've been really like thinking a lot about 
bisexual men a lot and queer men and just you know like okay love bisexual men guys queer men do they exist i feel like i've never heard a man call himself queer yeah that's i always say this is what i like to sort of dream about what is the ch- what are the chances that i'm gonna find what are the, what are the chances, chances of this unicorn happen, you know <laughs> but just the mere fact that i'm even thinking like i shook myself the first time that's i was it. just like that's Girl, it. so basically you, you go there you do that yeah apparently oh, actually 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 actual fucking lee like you so basically there's just been a time of like genuinely exploring genuinely because look high key high key being in long term relationships is is great it's lovely um there's a lot of safety there's security yeah. stability blah 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 but sometimes there is a stagnation of growth a stagnation of exploration because you get comfortable yeah. in your like routines you get comfortable in the space it's also what the world has told you to aspire to right like once you find this so now you are out here literally just figuring shit the fuck out yeah because to the new you probably like understand this that um I spent a lot of my earlier 20s in relation long term relationships did. You, you were know? ready you you served us maturity <laughs> when you did not need to serve us maturity that early also you were so hot you still are <laughs> but like you were like super young super hot doing the things like and you just, all I it's wanted a mess. to do was be in love you just wanted to be in love and then you with these people who sometimes also you have this thing about you because you're so calm and so chill i think also attracted these kind of biggish personalities that wanted to absorb you cuz one of your exes is terrible terrible still a terrible person <laughs> jesus of nazareth yeah yeah oh yeah but anyway so now i'm just like actually um being coupled up and being in love is not a priority for me right now i yes, want to experience myself snapped snap. i've also outgrown this pursuit of mine that i have and i think it also comes from my very religious days this like i always wanted to be like good and you know good good and now i'm like mm, i want to be authentic i'm mm. so i'm not so obsessed about doing the right thing or the good thing but i want to be more sincere and more authentic mm-hmm. because i feel like i've cultivated enough of the values way allowing myself to just be will be okay you know i i am by default kind i am responsible i am you know so it's not like i'm going to go are. out wilding out do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so i feel like i can afford myself a little bit of grace and just be like girl just do whatever the fuck you want to do do what you can do what you need to do okay because you know i am a whole adult and i'm not just nosy i am nosy <laughs> but you are also you term yourself a sex coach yes uh-huh yes. so number 1 you got to balance us right i know what a sex coach is yes. because i'm a whole wikipedia okay <laughs> but like please tell the folks what a sex coach is so uh sex coaching is basically the added specialization area after you do like sex coaching or i mean sex therapy or sexology right mm-hmm. so it's understanding and studying the medical and patholo- pathological Uh, approach to sexual health and mm-hmm. sexual concerns etc mm-hmm. but then we put it together with life coaching and the basic philosophy around it that kind of distinguishes um sex therapy and sex coaching is that we don't only think 
the, the way that people can be helped has to come from a medical or pathological point of view. So mm-hmm. something as simple as a person who um, uh, is shy about dating and putting themselves out there. I would literally sit there and tweak their profile with them, brainstorm about where we, where can we find oh, your shit, type like of practical, practical, practical things. Yes, oh, you know, oh. I'm sometimes in the bedroom with my clients, literally on some note, touch here, not this hard, mm-hmm. this soft, you know, um, inviting them into a dungeon space and helping them to use. So there's more creativity in the how I can help my clients. Mm. So it's not that I'm leaving the sexology behind or, or we don't rely because uh, for me to do justice by my clients I have to make sure that it's not a medical or a clinical um, issue that's gotten you here mm-hmm. and if it is I have to refer you to somebody who can help you duly mm-hmm. but then there's also those um, uh, I, I can't think of the word but other ways I can support my clients that sort of like alternative methods type thing yes okay sexologists are not allowed to touch their clients sex coaches we are allowed to touch yeah like because because I plan to go into like therapy yes like I'm not going to be sitting there on the couch and be like scoot a little closer let me just that's when I send them to you yes also we're going to work together we have to we have to because I I work I work closely with other medical doctors Mm -hmm. and and psychologists as well you know and and couples counsellors because sometimes and what people might not realise they come to me and they think Oh, um, I'm not getting weight enough. Or, oh, I'm not sustaining my erections. Um, and they think it's a sexual, physical thing. But then after spending um, an hour with them, I realized that I think you might um, need to work together with a, a couple's counselor and myself. Mm-hmm. But there's certain areas where me giving you techniques on how to sustain your erection is not going to solve the actual issue. Mm, 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 you know? Mm, mm, mm. So I, 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 it's part of a... It's a network of different people that can help the same person. So, so it's like a holistic yes, approach. Yes. And I think that's what I really love about sort of the sexology, sex therapy industry is that there is there is a sort of more holistic approach to it because I think there's a lot of it that's a lot more informal, right? It's kind of like queerness, but for, you know, sure. interventions, right? Because like, you know, with the queers, we've had to like hodgepodge our lives together Mm -hmm. what does it look like to Mm -hmm. couple what does it look like to have sex what does it look like to family what is and i think with like you know sort of you know helping with sexual things there's that vibe so now that you have explained nicely right how did you get to this point because i think it was so important for me to have you on this podcast Mm -hmm. but i wanted you to just sit there and be you for a while rather than come in as like (laughs) a high key professional and blah 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 like who is Tatsu? Oh my gosh, Tatsu's dating. Sometimes it's a dumpster fire because you are human, but then you are also this brilliant mind who you've gone, you've done the things. How did you get to being a sex coach? Um, so I, I don't want to lie. When I was in matric, mm-hmm. I oh, so had... I'm going to get more wine while you're doing this. Awesome. Right. Yeah. I had the prospectus to the Academy of Sexology. So this is something that has been at the back of my mind since my high school years, you know, then, um, okay, life being life, uh, and me probably also not having the courage that day to like, to pursue it. Um, as I've kind of been growing up and navigating myself as a queer person, as a sexual being, 
I realized that information and resources are not easily accessible. Facts. And that's how I got so drawn into projects like Kaidiaron and all of that stuff. Where sensitizing <gasps> the community. Arona, sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mm. Sensitizing the community, empowering other queer people. Like, I loved that work, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and then again, it was just me sharing what I know as I'm learning it, mm-hmm. right? Then when I started getting really involved in the kink and the BDSM scene and then I st- we started facilitating with Black Peer Kingsters, holding space, I felt like it, it's a huge responsibility. Mm. I, I can't afford to only rely on what I know, right? Mm. And at the moment, I'm also only helping people that I can relate with because I can't speak to a, a, a things that I haven't experienced. Yeah. So I remember I was doing my honours in economics and I was already in Hong Kong at the time you really were in Hong Kong hey yeah, for a hot damn minute <laughs> damn like, longer like than were, I planned we were shook it but okay welcome back by the way <laughs> you feel so great to be back <laughs> um, and I remember it was January 2019 mm-hmm. now I'm halfway through my honours mm-hmm we had a team building at work. I work for I work for a very conservative uh, company in conservative Hong Kong in education, working with minors. We're doing a team building. Long story short, they're asking us to you know introspect your life's mission, your passions, and all of all of that gooey stuff. You yeah. Know? So I'm writing, not thinking that they're going to ask us to share. <laughs> then this, I love this plot twist that's this coming. This woman picks on me. Um, to share what I've written down and all that's on my page is sex, sex, pleasure, pleasure, sexual health, rights, reproduction, reproductive rights, queer, trans, uh, disability, like it's all this, this yeah, stuff yeah. and I'm just like, am I really going to share in front of other teachers mm-hmm. my CEOs here, my line managers here, these guests that are from conservative Hong Kong facilitating because they think we're this great company, they're going to hear me talking sex about pleasure. Do you own a dildo? No. that. <laughs> So I was like, you know that quote, like, even if your voice is trembling, speak anyway? Yeah. And I proceeded to tell them that actually, you know what, this is what I'm really passionate about. Like, uh, people having resources, people being empowered, people feeling like they can be who they are, people knowing how to keep themselves safe and healthy, how to have self safe, um, safe and healthy relationships, you mm-hmm. know, um, how to treat each other kindly, like... This is just my life's philosophy. It's what I, the, the kind of world I want to live in, you mm-hmm. know? And I was like, it would be so great for me to be able to do this kind of work. Like, this is what I would call my life's mission, mm-hmm. where it wouldn't feel like work, you know? Mm-hmm. And it brings me so much joy to be able to do it. And the affirmation I got... In that space. From my colleagues, the facilitator, my CEO, my line manager... Mm-hmm. And I was like, am I the one holding myself back from pursuing this passion? Am I the drama? You know? I think I'm the drama. I keep worrying about people judging it, not understanding it, not embracing it. Mm -hmm. But I haven't even actually tried to. And then here, wasn't planning on speaking about this when I woke up this morning. And here are people who I would have thought workspace Mm. would be the first place to be like crickets. Would have been like crickets. Mm. And that was my first experience of coming out to an employer. Even now, the the employer I'm working for now, I came out to them as a sex worker, you know, mm-hmm. and um, they know ve- like maybe too many details of the kind of, the kind of work that I do and why I do it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Fuck yes, actually, we need the, these kind of professionals in the also, world." The, the phrase is "fuck yes." Say it loud, baby. <laughs> fuck yes, yes. 
you know so then that's when I was like okay how do I how do I study mm-hmm. um, I don't have a psychology 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 major mm-hmm. um, I want to go the education route but also I don't have an education uh, a, a BA in education for example but mm-hmm. I really wanted to study mm-hmm. and then I came across sex coach you mm-hmm. who normally only take psychologists Uh, counselors, um, pastors, medical doctors, people who are already professionals and want to specialize in a particular way. Mm -hmm. And then I just basically in the the rounds of interviews just detailed the work that I had done before. Because you're bad, bad? My my passion, my life's philosophies, did a couple of essays and then they were like, we'll take you. And I was like, are you serious? But I don't have 130,000 rand lying around. I wasn't planning on doing it now. You yeah, know? like just like, a use. <laughs> I was just feel, putting my feelers out there. And then I was like, no, I have to do it. I and you have did to it. Do it. And you did it. And I did it. And I, I finished the qualification in, um, in two years. At some point, was awarded a scholarship for it. You know, worked very closely with the co-founder and the, the um, editors for the, the magazine. And just like the community I found there of other people professionals who have the same vision and mission as we do you mm-hmm. know the pastors were taking the course tough you know like Bruh. Uh, Bruh. people from conservative um, um, Muslim countries were taking the course and I'm just like yes yes yes, yes to this yes there's people who really want to be like well we want to do the work so that we do exist in a sex positive world with empowered individuals Ugh. okay look 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 Look, I'm going to wrap this up because you. <laughs> I heard the noon gun and that's when I was like, we've been talking. Because also Cape Town is a noon gun. But also I'm so proud of you. I just, I just have to say this on the podcast, on the fucking record. I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you and thank you for letting me witness your journey. And I'm in my feels and don't worry about it. Just you, you don't worry about it. You be calm. But tell people where they can find you. Your pleasure advocate on, on um, Instagram. <clears throat> And yourpleasureadvocate at gmail.com if you want to have a conversation looking for resources or you want to book a consultation. Okay. So uh, I'm not taking any bookings for February, but I'm open for March. Okay. Yes. Also, why would you expose when we like recorded this? You were terrible. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's fine. You, <laughs> you don't know what is that part of it. No, it's fine. <laughs> Lassie. I forgot how these things work. You know <laughs> no, but I will put all of this in the show notes, right? And and you know when we put this on the Instagram, on all the platforms, we will tag you. But you have done a thing, hey? Thank you. You've done a it thing. So much coming from you. Ah, oh. thank you very much. Let's go to bubbles, right? Let's go have some more wine. More wine. <laughs> So you know on the podcast we chat a lot about a lot of things and me and Tato did cover a whole bunch of stuff. But I think the thing I really want to zero in on is platonic intimacy, right? So like, I know it's something that we haven't all thought about. Like I know for me, I can sometimes be a bit of a recluse. I'm one of those friends who sometimes you might not see me for months. It's a damn mess, right? And also being in a relationship, it's almost like I've always had that person for like the longest time. So I haven't had to think about platonic intimacy, but over the years, like for the last like year or so i've been seeing it pop up more and more like in my social media spaces in people's lives there's like one person on my instagram who does platonic intimacy on levels on levels on levels like it's wilding out here so now platonic intimacy what is it so it is defined as the act of making yourself mentally emotionally and physically vulnerable to your friends in a way that goes outside of the traditional ways of friendshiping 
In modern societies, hard lines are drawn between appropriate behavior for a romantic relationship as compared to a friendship. So now intimacy and romance don't need to go hand in hand. You do not have to date everyone that you have a deep, beautiful connection with, right? Like there is a space in between. Platonic intimacy goes beyond having a best friend. A best friend does require commitment and connection, but there is so much more. So, for example, cultural norms say that romantic partners are more physically affectionate and more emotionally close than friends are, as well as being more likely to partner in major life activities such as buying a house or raising a child together. Now, platonic intimacy throws this out the window. I saw this brilliant um, meme about how, you know, guys, you must just fuck it buy a mansion with your friends and raise cats and you know what i'm kind of there for that as long as it's pups because i don't know cats and there's the shedding and i'm not really a cat person we're gonna have to talk about it but basically platonic intimacy is taking your friendship further not being confined by what society tells you that you should engage with as friends so it's like figuring out like new ways that you can build a life together so like maybe i've seen people platonic like friends like platonic friends my lord um i've seen friends who are engaging in platonic intimacy say have a kid together or buy a house together or you know they are their one to go to about like all emotional issues where they have taken that intimacy of being in a relationship that is reserved for being in a relationship and that even the logistics of it like you know starting a savings account together that's not just about you know going on holiday like taking what is reserved for a romantic relationship and putting it in their friendship and upgrading it. So basically platonic intimacy is taking your friendship further and not being confined by what society tells you you should engage with as friends. It's important to love the people in your life guys um, and how you want to love them is completely, completely up to you. Form the deepest bonds where you want to form them. Okay, so go love your friends, take care of them, like, you know, rub up on them, give them booty rubs, give them kisses. I've started giving my ki- my friends kisses on the lips. I love that. Like, my friends have the softest lips, some of my friends. I love this for myself. Um, and anyway, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Go and give us a five-star rating. Make sure you share this podcast. Make sure you love your friends by sharing this podcast. Whatever platform you're on, again, I'm going to say, give me a five-star rating. Why are you at the end of the podcast and not giving a five-star rating? Be better. Go love your people and this is basically life. And I'm your host, Tiff Mugo, telling you to calm your tits. Life is not always that serious. Go to at basically life underscore pod for great content. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can show your love and support for the podcast by liking, leaving a review, and sharing episodes with your friends, family, and squad. Also, email us at basicallypod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Best believe that this podcast is still produced by Hala Africa Productions and is sound engineered and musically compiled by yours truly, Mbalia Ketelo of Chosen Flower Collections. <laughs>